Hey, what is up? Welcome to the Strategy Wednesday episode of the Entrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. As always, I'm your host, Brian Lofermento, and this is a Thanksgiving week episode where we are going to be talking about how your business can feast or how to make sure that your business starves. I'm so excited about this one. Let's dive in. All right, no matter where in the world you are, I do want to take a second to say to you, happy Thanksgiving, whether you're a fellow American and you celebrate Thanksgiving or you're not, I figure this holiday is always a perfect excuse to express gratitude and thanks. So this is me at the top of this episode, over 500 episodes in that never gets old to me, just saying thank you to you, the audience, the listeners. This podcast would be absolutely nothing without you. In fact, If you weren't here, I wouldn't be recording this podcast whatsoever. So this podcast is truly made by you. It's made for you. And I'm so appreciative that you continue to tune in three days a week, every Monday, Wednesday, Friday. And I know a lot of you have really enjoyed quite a few incredible guest episodes lately. I told you at the turn of episode 500 that I had some awesome guests lined up and we are not stopping this awesome train of incredible entrepreneurs coming on here. Make sure you keep tuning in for these Friday episodes because I've got some seriously awesome guests coming up as well. And gosh, I've really been enjoying the guest conversations lately as well. They bring some serious heat, some serious brilliance, and I adore hearing their stories and I adore hearing their insights as experts. So today's episode While we're on the topic of Thanksgiving, I kind of alluded to it in the intro to the episode, we are talking about how to make sure that your business feasts. And in true me fashion, I'm of the firm belief that there's something to be learned from everything in life. I've mentioned this so many times before, whether it's chess or tennis or you name it, I always learn more about myself and in turn more about business through examining all the different microcosms of life because business is just yet another microcosm of life. And I'm also a political junkie in my day-to-day life. I do love politics. I think it's fascinating to study how people react to authority, how they react to laws, what sort of laws are in place and, and how we structure those things. And maybe it's the Libra in me who is a firm believer in, in justice and and all other sorts of things that come with politics. This isn't an episode about politics, but I am gonna share a lesson that Tim Ferriss actually pointed out from politics. So Tim Ferriss, I'm a big fan of his newsletter. There's very few newsletters that I'm subscribed to and even fewer of those that I actually read. But Tim Ferriss's is one of those. And he told this story, it was, I think it was a few weeks ago, about Newt Gingrich, who's a former Speaker of the House of Representatives here in the United States. And however you feel about Newt Gingrich, I honestly, doesn't matter to me one way or another. But one thing you can't deny is that he's a brilliant strategist when it comes to the political sphere. And I'm going to read an excerpt from what Tim Ferriss wrote about a strategy that Newt Gingrich revealed when it came to how he sits down and plots a winning formula for his political party. So here's what Tim Ferriss wrote. Now that he's in the private sector, Newt uses a brilliant illustration to explain the need to focus on the big things and let let the little stuff slide. The analogy of the field mice and the antelope. 
a lion is fully capable of capturing, killing, and eating a field mouse. But it turns out that the energy required to do so exceeds the caloric content of the mouse itself. So a lion that spent its day hunting and eating field mice would slowly starve to death. A lion can't live on field mice. A lion needs antelope. Antelope are big animals. They take more speed and strength to capture and kill, and once killed, they provide a feast for the lion and her pride. A lion can live a long and happy life on a diet of antelope. The distinction is important. Are you spending all your time and exhausting all of your energy catching field mice? In the short term, it might give you a nice, rewarding feeling, but in the long run, you're going to die. So ask yourself at the end of the day, did I spend today chasing mice or hunting antelope? So that's the end of the excerpt that I wanted to read from Tim Ferriss' newsletter. Definitely check it out if you're not subscribed to his newsletter. It's one of the best that I'm subscribed to. Heck, maybe I should do a Featured Friday episode about the newsletters that I am subscribed to and maybe a lesson from each. That sounds like a really good episode, doesn't it? So that is the excerpt that I wanted to read. Now let's put it into entrepreneurial terms. Obviously, you can obviously see the parallels. I know you're smart. You're tuned into this episode. You're tuned into this podcast. But I do just want to give some some personal examples of my own. So I particularly remember when I decided to start packaging up my knowledge and selling it online. So let me take you all the way back to 2015, I think it was, 2014 or 2015. I had already grown my first ever business, Premiership Talk, a soccer blog, to one of the most read soccer websites in the world. We had days where we were doing $1,000 in ad revenue with over three and a half million readers every single month. And so I had already done that, I had already grown that, was really successful with that, had 20 writers working for me from all over the United Kingdom and a few here in the United States. And then in 2012, after I graduated from college, I started a marketing agency, grew that to six figures in our first year and had clients that we absolutely adored working with. It was a ton of fun, I was growing, I was getting deep inside of other industries, other businesses, really seeing it from inside their perspective and learning even more about business that way. And so I was just expanding in entrepreneurial terms like I could have never imagined. And I was still in my early 20s. And so when I got burned out from doing client-based work, we ran our agency, myself and a business partner of mine, we ran our agency for about two years before we parted ways. And then I sat down and I said, gosh, I really love building businesses. I really love growing businesses. I really love marketing. What the heck should I do next? And that's when I decided to create my first ever online course. It was 2014, 2015. Online courses were hot. Everyone who had done anything online was packaging up their knowledge and selling it. It's the ultimate thing for people like me who wanna positively impact as many people as possible is that you can scalably share your expertise with people all over the world and get rewarded for it. And so I'll never forget, I started selling my courses for about $47. I think I might've even had a course for $27 at the time. With the the rationale being, hey, to sell something for $27, it requires little to no convincing, little to no sales process. I could probably sell it to people so freaking easily. 
And back then, there was this internet messaging form. I don't think I've ever told the story of my first ever online course sale. But back in the early 2010s, there was an internet marketing forum. It's still around. It's, it's a shadow of its former self, but it's called the Warrior Forum. And the Warrior Forum at the time was an online marketplace and communication board where people who were crushing it online, there there weren't Facebook groups yet, there wasn't Facebook ads, there were so many less tools than are available today. So on the Warrior Forum, people would share their tips with each other. They'd give a lot of stuff away for free. And then within the Warrior Forum, there was a place to buy and sell products, whether it's online courses, software products, whatever it may be. And so my first $27 course was called Blogging Your Way to Profits. It's basically where I explained everything I did to start my soccer blog, grow its traffic, start monetizing it. It It's my first ever course. Gosh, I should go back and find it. I'm sure it's absolutely hideous in hindsight, but I'm sure there's still a lot of really good information in there. And so I listed it for sale for $27. And I'll never forget, I made the post on Warrior Forum and then I went to bed and I was just so excited. I couldn't wait for my first sale and then boom, I got the notification and it was a $27 sale from someone in Bulgaria and it absolutely blew my mind and that set me on a path to say, you know what, I just want to sell as many of these courses as possible. Well, guess what? $27 sales, put it this way, I didn't need to do anything for it. It's just like the field mouse that Tim Ferriss and Newt Gingrich talks about. It required little to no energy. So I started building more and more offerings for the field mice. I started saying, if I can catch them so easily, I'm just going to keep going after them. Now, at the same time on the Warrior Forum, I started seeing an uprising of people saying, hey, high ticket, that's where it needs to be. Stop serving people at the low ticket level. One, you're not serving them because nobody's taking action from a $27 online course. And two, you're not gonna grow a sustainable business that way. And I'm ashamed to admit here today, but it is what it is, I came out better for this. I'm ashamed to admit that I didn't heed that advice. And I, once I tapped out selling Blogging Your Way to Profits on the Warrior Forum for $27, I probably made, I don't know, let's call it $2,000 for my first ever course, it didn't go so great. Which in hindsight, I mean, that's a lot of sales. I got a lot of sales. I got a lot of field mice to buy that $27 course, but I still wasn't crushing it. At the time I had student loan debt, it wasn't enough to grow a real sustainable business. And so what did I do? I'd like to say I went after the antelope, but of course I didn't. This story has a happy ending, but it doesn't come just yet. I kept chasing those field mice. Why? Because of exactly what Tim Ferriss described in that excerpt. He said it so succinctly, so I'm going to find it again. He says, a lion is fully capable of capturing, killing, and eating a field mouse, but it turns out that the energy required to do so exceeds the caloric content of the mouse itself. And that's exactly what was happening to me. Not only was I exceeding the the benefits by taking weeks to develop these low-ticket, inexpensive courses, but I was also expending a lot of energy to get a serious volume of these field mice. For what? For to barely break even, if that. I was probably deep into the hole. And so I'll never forget the first time I said, okay, you know what? 
I wonder what would happen if I took my best stuff ever, my absolute best stuff, and I worked alongside my students. And instead of just giving them an online course with a bunch of videos that they're not gonna take action on, I wonder what it would look like if I hosted a live webinar and I sold a $4,000 online program. It seemed crazy to me. In hindsight, I still remember how 24-year-old me felt that night. And sure enough, guess how many sales I got in the first month of selling that program? Just one. Just one. But I'll never forget, that one was a feast. That one was more money than I'd ever made from just monetizing my expertise. That's the beauty of it. Did I make a heck of a lot more doing client-based work? For sure, we grew a very successful agency very quickly. But guess what? That also happened by hunting antelope. Our first, to, to really show you in the agency world, in the services world, how this also applies, our first ever client was for a $1,000 website deal. $1,000. It required little to no approvals, bureaucracy, hoops to jump through. It was a really easy deal to close. And so alternatively, when we started closing deals for $18,000 website deals, those were with bigger companies that came with a bureaucracy. We had to meet with boards. We had to get approvals for the funding for those projects. We had to submit very lengthy, detailed proposals knowing that we were going up against other agencies as well. But guess how we feasted? We feasted on that or on those antelope. That's the way to make sure that your business feasts, is to ask yourself, am I chasing mice or am I hunting antelope? And it's something that ultimately every single entrepreneur needs to come to terms with. Because I know it's sexy to convince yourself, oh, I'm gonna sell 15, $19 t-shirts. And that's how you're gonna grow a business. If you have an email list of 100,000 people or you have an, an engaged audience, doesn't have to be an email list, obviously I'm biased there. If you've got an engaged Instagram audience of a million followers, sure, you could sell most things. There's enough field mice there that it's, I've never ever in my whole life said this phrase, I don't know why it came to mind, but you're shooting fish in a barrel at that point. When there's so many of them, you can't miss. So I understand the appeal, but for those of you, for those of us who are not sitting on a million followers, who are not sitting on a 100,000 people on your email list, chasing, spending all of your time chasing field mice instead of hunting antelope is going to cost you. I hope it's as painful for you to hear that one very short phrase that Tim Ferriss wrote. The energy required to do so exceeds the caloric content of the mouse itself. Does that sound like you? Does it sound like the energy you're expending exceeds the benefits that you're getting? If so, then this episode, this Strategy Wednesday episode, a day before our biggest feast here in the United States on Thanksgiving Day, hopefully this episode kicks you up the butt and says, hey, you can't keep chasing field mouse. You're going to expend all of your energy, not get rewards. Even if you catch a few, it still is not enough for you to feast. So, 
it's a little bit of a, an analogy simply for the low ticket versus high ticket debate. And I don't just want today's episode to be about that. I really want you to start assessing opportunities this way, clients this way, products, services, offers that you have this way. It's really important not just from a a fiscal component to ask yourself, well, do I sell something that's expensive or inexpensive? That's not what it's about. It's about chasing the right opportunities, the right things. As Tim Ferriss prefaced that entire excerpt, it's, this is a brilliant illustration to explain the need to focus on the big things and let the little stuff slide. So, I'm not going to beat a dead horse in today's episode because we already talked about my favorite animal, which is a lion. I hope this episode hits you where it needs to. I just want to give a shout out. I absolutely love and appreciate when you listeners take the time. I know it only takes two minutes to leave a rating and review of this show. It truly, truly helps us. It's the one reason why this show has grown as much as it has. And we have listeners in over 150 countries. I always, as a geography geek, I love looking at the map of where our listeners come from. So I so appreciate when you do take time to leave the ratings and reviews. And on this Thanksgiving week, I want to give a shout out to one recent rating from this month. It's unfortunately I don't have the name. It just says Boise, Idaho. So to Boise, Idaho, thank you so much for the five-star rating and review. It says, helping me with fear. So thankful for the comment to bypass fear and start. I've been working on a book for nearly 10 years. I've started over countless times at the end of the day. My first book will always be my worst, whether I start now or in another 10 years. Thank you for the wise words. Good work. I so appreciate that rating and review. So whoever in Boise, Idaho left that, drop me an email. I'd love to personally thank you and mail you a little something special. So thank you so much to all of you for your continued listening, for those ratings and reviews. If you haven't done it, it's the one thing that helps podcasters most, not just me. I would so appreciate you to leave me a rating and review, but also other shows that you listen to. It truly helps hosts. It's why we ask you for them. It is the way that we can create this content and actually have it listened to. So that's it for me today. Happy Thanksgiving to you. As always, I'll see you every Monday, Wednesday, Friday here on the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast. Thanks for listening to the Wantrepreneur to Entrepreneur podcast with your host, Brian Lofermento. For show notes and to get a free copy of Brian's book, visit us online at thewantrepreneurshow.com.